It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. And welcome back to Reboot Deboot. I'm your co-host, Griffin. I'm not ready for that energy, Alex. Here. <laughs> What's going on, Alex? Uh, uh, not not a lot. We're in normal weekend. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Hanging out, living the dream, man. L-I-V-I-N, you know? I don't know. You guys have like, did you guys do like a boozy brunch or something before we got here? <laughs> uh, Alex, you slay me and I appreciate it. Okay. No, man, I'm just hanging out. It's cool. You know, we're back again doing the podcast thing. I enjoy hanging out with you. I'm just happy to hang out with my friend, you know? Mm. All right. So, uh, what's, uh, <laughs> It's so weird to enjoy friendship. <clears throat> but, uh, so what's your, uh, last we spoke, you said you were in a little bit of an entertainment slump. You know, um, what have, uh, have you uh, seen anything cool or found anything, uh, uh, you know, to fill that void? I've still been watching Castle. That's fun. Okay. Uh, I did watch some pretty, I watched The Northman, which was Dude! Awesome. Yes! Yes! Um, <clears throat> I also watched Ready Player One, which I was not as into. It was like fun, but mostly kind of stupid. Okay. Um, <laughs> what uh, what what brought Northman? I get, but what about Ready Player One? What was the attraction there? Uh, I didn't have anything to do after work one night, and it was on HBO Max or something. Fair enough. And that was it. I saw it there, and I was like, "Meh, let's." give it a try kind of vaguely aware of the premise it still strikes me as very weird that this movie is taking place in like 2045 and the height of culture was 1987 <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah when madonna and cindy lopper reign supreme yeah and then of course steven spielberg was directing it everywhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know it was okay it wasn't wasn't great but it was fine the northman ruled though that movie was so good Northman is dope, dude. It's so good. I looked up. I was trying to find some other stuff like that too, and I haven't. I haven't watched it yet, but I think you might be interested in a movie called The Salvation. Have you heard of that? Uh, I haven't, so but a, I might be able to recommend you some movies in Northman vein. So The Salvation also. is a movie where a Danish immigrant comes to America and gets into like a bit of a blood feud, and the Danish immigrant is played by Mads Mikkelsen. Oh shit! Okay, it's like, it's like a western, like uh, Unforgiven style western. Oh, okay. I'm I'm sold. I'm so sold. Um, for you, there's a movie called The Deadlands, mm-hmm. and it's set in New Zealand, and it's this Maori chieftain. It's this Maori chieftain's son who is tracking down his father's killer. Hmm. Okay. Um, you can check out that. There's a movie. Uh, the 13th Warrior with Antonio Banderas, if yeah, you haven't seen that. In theaters. Yeah. Um, Pathfinder, if you're, you know, a little more on the 
less serious side, Pathfinder was cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Valhalla Rising is supposed to be pretty good. Also, Mads Mikkelsen movie. Valhalla Rising is supposed to be. That's another, yeah, Mads. Did you ever see uh, not a movie where he's uh, a, a tribesman, but that movie he did Another Round? Uh, I don't think so. Is that like a boxing movie or something? No, he is a teacher. He is a, uh, he's a teacher and he's got like an estranged wife or whatever. And him and his three friends decide they're going to try to drink every day to get to um, like a certain level of inebriation. And they try to live their like life being that way to see how it affects them and to open themselves up to nature and stuff. And it's this actually really good heartwarming tale and you should definitely check out i think it won awards too okay well i could always use more media to point to to see be like see my drinking is constructive actually so <laughs> uh but yeah you should definitely <clears throat> check out another round um it's very good it's subtitled but i know you don't care about that let's see i did i rewatched uh, sideways the other day <laughs> oh sideways is good yeah, uh if fun. you want mads mickelson like john wick there's a movie called polar that you should could check out. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Northman. Very good. I've still been watching Justified and King of the Hill. Um. Castle occasionally, but Castle Alicia and I watch Castle together. Um. And right now she's really, in the really she's really deep into editing. That will they? Won't they? On there, really four seasons. I am. Oh, see now you're ahead of me. I'm I'm still in season three. Uh, I mean, you, but yeah, I, 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 I assume they the draw it out already. No, 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 no. I was only okay. in like I'm midway through like season three, maybe season four. I can't remember. I feel like, but yeah, I feel like there's a movie that was coming out in the next like couple of days or something that we were both excited about, but I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, uh, Evil Dead Rise. Oh yeah, is that is that in a uh, the twenty first? Okay, maybe that was it. E- Evil Dead Rise, and then a Charlie Day movie coming out called Fool's Paradise, and then uh, John Wick Four is also currently out. Yeah, I knew about that one. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, this is not a nondescript. Uh, movie podcast, Alex. Why don't you tell our audience, our hearers, what's up, hearers? Uh, uh, what we're going to be discussing today? I don't have the dates for this. We watched some Snow White <laughs> media, I guess. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves from 1937, I think. There you go. And Snow White and the Huntsman from 2012, 14. There you go. 12. 12. Okay. Somewhere in there. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Snow White different. and the Seven Dwarves. Uh, Alex, what is your experience with Snow White? Um, I don't know. I mean, we had the Disney Vault VHSs or whatever when I was a kid, so I definitely seen this a handful of times. I don't remember. I think I was more into like the Aladdin, like the the '90s era of Disney cartoons, but I definitely seen this a few times. Sure. Snow White and the Huntsman, I totally missed. Okay. What about you? Um, you know, uh, I, I, same as you, I had the uh, vault 
collection on VHS. Like what kid from our generation didn't. Um, so I saw Snow White at least once. And then Snow White and the Huntsman, I remember coming out, but I did not watch. And I would not watch it until a couple of years ago, because it turns out this is one of Alicia's favorite movies. Hmm. She's a big Kristen Stewart fan. She's uh, like Charlize Theron. So this is kind of right up her alleyway. So I've seen it three times now. Oh, cool. Charlize Theron's really good in it. Uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. There are... I, 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 up top, I will say this about Snow White and the Huntsman. There are some scenes where I'm like, yes, they are doing the perfect acting job for this. And then there are other scenes where I'm like, you were just chewing the scenery to chew the scenery. Like, it is really unnecessary. And sometimes there's not any acting happening at all. It's just <laughs> at all. faces <laughs> being made. Uh, but this all starts. Alex, do you know where Snow White came from? Uh, I don't know, probably some fucked up European fairy tale that was much scarier originally. (laughs) Alex, you were dead on the nose. Snow White is a 19th century German fairy tale that was first published in 1812 in the first edition of the Grimm's Fairy Tales. Mm. It is numbered Tale 53. The original German title was Schneewitschnin which is a low German form, but the first version gave the high German translation of something far more German that I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. Um, The tales uh, became known in Germany and they were mixed. And then the final revision of the story came in 1854, which can be found in a 1957 version of Grimm's fairy tales. All right. In the original story, uh the like the queen wishes she had a daughter who had skin as white as snow, lips as red as blood and hair as black as ebony and then she dies giving birth to a baby who she names Snow White. However, in the 1812 version of the tale, she does not die, but she ends up becoming what the evil stepmother becomes later. Um the uh, original way of dispatching Snow White, uh, enabled to retain the fairest of all title. Originally, the evil queen... Um, acid at her. No. Uh, originally, she dresses up... Uh, she takes the guise of a, a peddler, and she gives Snow White a bodice and laces it up so tightly that she can't breathe and then leaves her there and the dwarfs come back and they just take the bodice off. Uh, The next incarnation, the queen shows up as a comb seller and convinces Snow White to take a comb as a present, but the comb is poisoned. So as she is brushing Snow White's hair, Snow White becomes afflicted by the poison. The dwarves come by and they take the comb out of her hair and she recovers. In the third attempt, the queen has a half poisoned apple, half red, half white. The queen uh, appears to Snow White as a farmer's wife and offers Snow White uh, the apple, but Snow White is hesitant. So the queen bites the white half, which is harmless, and gives the red poison half to Snow White. She then falls into a coma, and then the queen returns. Uh, The dwarves come back with their unreadable reviver. Then the prince stumbles across Snow White, and after hearing the story of what happened from the seven dwarves, um, the prince is allowed to take her to a proper resting place 
And while Snow White is being transported, one of the prince's servants trips and loses his balance and it dislodged the piece of the poison apple from Snow White's throat, and that's what woke her up. Hmm. The prince is now rejoiced. They he declares her love for Snow White. They get married. The queen is forced to wear a pair of red hot iron slippers and dance in them until she drops dead. Uh, I had heard of the iron slippers thing. I just didn't remember exactly what it was from, but that's cool. Okay. So yeah, those are the original deaths. Uh, quote-unquote, of Snow White. That is the original fate of the queen. And mainly she just, you know, kicks Snow White out of the house, tries to kill her because um, she wants to retain the fairest of all in the land and Snow White has usurped her. So that is why Snow White gets kicked out in the first place. Yep. Yep. Classic stuff. Classic. Uh, So that takes us... That's the original story. Now we get to 1937, and it was released in America in 1938. Uh, the RKO Radio Pictures distribution, um, directed by David Hand, Pierce, Peer, uh, Pierce Pierce, William Contrell, Larry Morrill, Wilford Jackson, Ben Sharpstein, and a story by even more people, uh, 1937's, 38's Snow White. Alex, how'd you feel about it? It's okay. Um I really the animation is quite pleasing to look at most of the time. Except for for me, the Snow White, like the animation of actual Snow White, is like kind of unsettling at times. I don't know. It's weird that like she's almost done in watercolors and it doesn't quite match everything else. But her also lack of facial features compared to everyone else. Yeah, like her face isn't drawn with lines. It's like painted, kind of. Yeah, the lips are strange to look at. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's good. It's pretty it's okay i I do really like the queen in this though every time she shows up in a scene especially after she transforms into like the hag uh she's just like having way more fun than anyone in the movie all the time (laughs) when she comes down those stairs and sees that skeleton she's like cackling to herself and have a drink and she kicks the fucking water pitcher at it and like dances off into that boat she's very fun to watch (laughs) Um, I, you know, I will agree. The animation is beautiful for 1937. Like it is so crisp and detailed, and it, I mean, it's a gorgeous-looking movie. Yeah, well, they're like that. Like, that hang- all those backgrounds, and then I think they're doing something like rotoscoping for a lot of the people too. Like they would. I mean, they, they have f- to be film them and then paint over them. Um, yeah, I can only imagine so. And it's also like hand drawn studio, like hand drawn art too. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, cool. it's it just sometimes I forget because I, I live, you know, I, I've seen like Rick and Morty and uh, like King of the Hill, Metalocalypse, The Boondocks. Um, you, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with all of that, but there really is a difference in just color from the 30s and 40s to now it it really i don't know it's just fucking beautiful like it's just you could hang that you could hang any scene from snow white on your wall and in terms of like a painting and it would look gorgeous yeah a lot of the backgrounds are like they're paintings that the people in the studio did yeah they have that quality um and kind of like animate over top of them but yeah it's I mean, the story is like not, not amazing, but 
Jason's fine. The story. So pretty sure it's a movie for little kids, so not a big deal. I, I, I mean, it, it definitely is, right? Like this is a movie where the, the danger. It's not really for me. <laughs> I know it, it. This is like this is so interesting because okay, first off, there are some problematic things, right? The idea of like this girl breaking and entering into the dwarves' house. I, kind it, of treating herself it, to everything. It cracked me and up like, there. Like her first instinct is just to clean the entire house. Like right. <laughs> and like I I don't want to like the animals lead her to the dwarves' residence. Wasn't really her but fault. You're ta- like the animals did. You're, it. Yeah. You're taking a 14 year old girl to a house of seven dudes who there are no other females. That the implication isn't great. Is it? I don't know. You know? I didn't get any. <laughs> well, didn't... and Snow White. There could have been. And a... like. <laughs> there could have been a sex pest dwarf or something, but they all seem pretty chill. And like Snow White is 14 and the prince is 31. Yeah, well, it's the 30s, man. I don't know what and to tell you. <laughs> I know, and, and, uh, this is what I'm saying. Like, it is hard to watch this movie with all of this shit in my head because I'm like, oh, man, these seven dudes just walk up on uh, this girl like alone in the woods. No one knows she's there. Like, this just screams fucking all, cold case. They were all more scared of her than she was of them. So, you know. And then, yeah, but then it's it's also like maybe she's kind of taking advantage of their naivety a little bit. And but then I mean, I, she seems uh, like she has nothing upstairs. And yeah. then, the, like the prince, also his first instinct is to like kiss the dead girl, and like there's a lot of. I guess, see, like, like I guess we to deconstruct it like this. Was, I don't think he did. Right, like she to like, deconstruct wasn't she was in that box for like a week, right? She's not like. Dead. It's like the sleep. No, more than a week. It showed the seasons changing. Oh, at least right, a right. year. But they got they gotta know. Like, I think at that point, you gotta know there's something magical going on. I'm assuming that these dwarves have seen some, magic before. No, or have just seen a dead body like decomposing <laughs> rot, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like the fourteen hundreds in Europe. Lots of people die. <laughs> Is that why Dopey's quiet? Because he was traumatized? That's because he never tried to speak. He doesn't know if he can or not. But yeah, but because he saw state. a dead body. And... <laughs> and, then, and then all of his yeah. hair fell off. Yeah. <laughs> What's your problem with Dopey, man? He never tried to speak. I just don't like him. Because he's, like mean... he's like a baby. It's weird. <laughs> why is, like Just because he's touched in the head or whatever doesn't mean all of his clothes don't have to fit. Okay, I was taking a drink of water. You can't say that phrase. <laughs> you can't touch the. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh at that. I don't. Alex, you got me to laugh at something inappropriate. I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's not clear that he has like a specific developmental disability. No, you were, you were you were correct. The, the, like the old timey phrase to describe Dopey is touched. Yeah, you're you're correct. His name is even Dopey. Like, yeah, I. This is. I do like the. Uh, I like that sort of that weird trope when it's elaborated on in Disenchanted, where they have like all the, all the elves that are named after what their jobs are, or like what they do. 
Oh, this is the uh, uh, Matt Groening's or uh, Goring's. Uh, yeah, yeah, Elfo and I think. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the prince is um, The singing is okay at times. Kind of. The I really like the scene where she's singing up and down at the well. Like the scenes that are shot from underneath the well were pretty cool. Sure. The song, not so much. I don't know. I mean, they're like, I mean, so, yes, like, at, uh, we have to take Snow White at its face value because deconstructing it, like I kind of just did with like the age gap and all of that stuff, like it almost doesn't have a place for it. Like, being critical to a kid's movie like Snow White doesn't seem fair simply because it's made for kids. It's a centuries old, like, story, like a fairy tale. Uh, it's an early Disney movie. Like, there are so many things that you can just go, this was made for children. It was based off of a folklore fairy tale from even longer ago. Like, it, it doesn't seem fair to critically deconstruct it. Yeah, I mean, I would tend to agree. If they were, like, if they're making that, now, I mean, it's good that like Kristen Stewart isn't fourteen. Um, sure, and you know, there, there's more. I feel like it, it's also interesting too that like you know Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is so iconic and classic, and then they take it in so many weird directions with Snow White and the Huntsman. Is that? Um, I mean, that's not like a that was like that's not a Disney property though, right? Uh, Snow White it, and the it, well. It's Universal Pictures. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think, I don't know. It might have been one of those things where Snow White hit public domain by that time or something, or like had re entered it because it's public domain originally. But I'm assuming it's public domain, and I'm assuming it's also a version of Snow. Like, it is a version of Snow White and the Huntsman, the Dwarves, and the Queen that is totally different from the Snow White Disney version. Yeah. Like, there is no copyright infringement. Snow White doesn't really wear the same clothes. The dwarves don't share the same names. She has, it is she a, has the same puffy sleeves. That's about it. For the right. Costume. This movie is um, more in common with, like, time bandits, almost. So, Snow White was nominated for Best Musical Score at the Academy of Awards uh, in 1938. Um, the next year, Walt Disney was awarded an honorary Oscar for the film. Uh, in 1989, the United States Library of Congress deemed the film culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant, mm -hmm. and it is selected as one of the first 25 films for preservation on the National Film Registry. Uh, in terms of, like, I know, like, you're Aladdin, I, I prefer Aladdin King, Jungle Book, Black Cauldron, but Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, there is... I don't know. I put it up there with Alice in Wonderland. It's just a classic fairy tale. Like all yeah. like warts or and like, all aside. Or like it's something you too. Right yeah, yeah. Like Cinderella, you can't hate it really you because it's just a classic grumpy merch if you go to Disneyland. There's a lot of, sure. a lot of sleeping beauty stands out there. Or they got like a dwarf they like or something. Well, who's your favorite dwarf? Uh, God, I don't know. I think they all are kind of a little tedious. Really? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Okay. He's the only one okay. who like, talks regularly. Well, what about Grumpy? He talks. 
That is true. He, talk, he's, he's basically he talks about like women a, and their wiles. I know. Grumpy is basically, he's like the, the Alex Jones of the dwarf community. Like, he's so <laughs> paranoid about everything. <laughs> he's always assuming the worst. Because he's not really, I don't know. He's not really like grumpy. He's like a, it's like a conspiracy theorist. Oh, um, that's good stuff. Sleepy, I guess. I, I'm pretty tired a lot of the time, so I feel like maybe I would identify with sleepy. Have you ever heard that bullshit theory about each of the dwarves are like one of the stages of cocaine dependency? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have. Doc? What is? Which one is Doc? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, but like Snow White, like AKA cocaine, right? And then like, like a grumpy, happy, sleepy. Came up with. Yeah, <laughs> that's grumpy, happy, sleepy, dopey. Sure. Yeah. What is Doc though? Is that like when you have a lot of confidence and and are asserting thing? I don't know. I don't know what that would be. I also don't know what like bashful would be because if you do bashful. cocaine the last thing you're gonna do is bashful bashful yeah that's also yeah weird why do you think the dwarves live in squalor they're clearly like rich as fuck right when i saw yeah precisely when i saw the cave i'm like oh my god why are they here like yeah they should be living in their own like Casmadoon down there or something, you know, like the dwarves in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like, they should be building a city. Because also, when Snow White finds the house, in it, there's cobwebs. She cleans it. Like, yeah. the dishes are dirty. That but, means the dwarves haven't been there and I, no, it looks I, like it no, had been abandoned. I think, I think you just missed a little joke. The, the joke is that the dwarves like it that way because like, they're like, what happened to our cobwebs? When they get no, I, I get it. I get know, they funny. like it that way, but I'm all, but I'm like, also like, no if the dwarves have that much, but if the dwarves have that much money and like diamonds, I would never leave that fucking mine. They you know what I'm saying? Like, I would just be, and then they just live in this weird little shack. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with their money. Hoarding it, grumpy is maybe buying gold <laughs> with it or something and burying it in the backyard. <laughs> He's getting ready for the economic crashes that will come. Give me a summer of hate. (laughs) (laughs) A summer of rage. A summer of rage, yeah. (laughs) I'll never be able to look at that character in the same light. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the stakes in... The stakes of this 1937 movie are so low, though, because, like, we really don't get into... Snow White's down for, what, five minutes screen time? She bites the apple, like, everything goes to shit, kind of, and then it's automatically restored after the queen has, like, fallen to her death. Yeah. Yeah, which is... The stakes are low, and it happens pretty quick. Um, It's also, like, a short movie, but the last... I think it gets a lot better once the once the queen transforms into the older version of herself. She has a lot of fun. Uh, Alex, if we were to go back in time to 1937 and you wanted to make Snow White, how much do you think it would cost you? I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's like a lot of labor laws at the time, so you probably severely underpay some really talented artists to do it. 
I don't even know if there were <laughs> eggs. This is well, this is like early days in the film industry. I don't even think they were. I'm not sure when they started unionizing, but it may not have been yet. <clears throat> I don't know. Anyway, that's not the point. How much did it cost to make? Okay. Snow White in 1937 cost 1.5 million dollars to make. Like adjusted to today, or like it literally adjusted to today, oh. it would have cost uh thirty one million. Hmm. Damn! All right. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves in nineteen thirty seven cost one point five million to make. Guess how much it made? I don't know. I mean, it's been pumping out money for like eighty years now, right? Box office, though. Oh. Well, okay. <clears throat> I have no idea, but box offices were weird then, too, because a movie would play for, like, a year, right? Right. Total box office, $418 million. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Probably, <laughs> that's... like... I mean, this is, this is early days in terms of, like... Oh, yeah. Lush animated oh, yeah. musicals, right? <laughs> yeah, like... And there's, like... That's a hell of a There might be two man. more movies that come out that year. You kind of... Choices are limited. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, it was, uh, I, I don't really know what else to say about Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I think everyone's seen it. Everyone knows it. Um, it has its problematic moments, but you don't really have a right to judge it by that because every old fairy tale does. Even at some level, like Aesop's fables can be problematic if you put them under the lens, you know? You have to take a fairy tale as it is. I mean, if anything, we uh, try to like whitewash the fairy tales a little bit for Disney stuff. Like we could have sure, had the dance of the red hot shoes. That would have been great. Sure, of course. Um, <laughs> I yeah, it just I don't know. It's a classic, and you can kind of see why it's a classic if you watch it. It's not really. You don't need a lot of brain power to watch it. You just kind of. Stick it on. You can have it as a background thing. I think everyone knows whistle while you work. Um, right. Some weird, like, pro-capitalist undertones here. The dwarves are very... Because <laughs> they said, like... They they're they're say, literally like, mining diamonds, though, Alex. Of they're course, they're capitalists. Easily, but in that song, they're basically, like... They don't quite say this explicitly, but it's like, if you're poor, it's your fault because it's easy to make money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The The, the implication is there. It's also like, yeah, it's easy when you say that because you're a fucking dwarf, which like, if we're going by the fantasy standards, dwarves can see diamonds and like How gems on the rock and shit. Yeah. Rog popped out of that mind though. <laughs> 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 what did the I... seven dwarves delve too deeply <laughs> into greed. <laughs> and greed is their downfall. Yeah. If they were. What like... is Gandalf? Tell, he calls him full of a took. Oh yeah, before well, that, like that was a that was a hobbit, uh, right? But was, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to believe that, at, like after Snow White leaves, the dwarves do go down too deep and they wake up a Balrog. Dopey doesn't have a beard. So he would probably be cast he... out by the rest of them. Honestly, <laughs> it's like well, a he's a boy. Of, he's he's it's a great he's a youngin, right? Yeah, but like even. <clears throat> I don't know. Dwarves start growing beards very early, and like even a lot of the women have them. And apparently, it's a great source of shame to lose it because it doesn't grow back. Depending how on does it not? Then how do you lose it? You get it like someone burns shame? it or cuts it off of you or something. I don't know. And it doesn't grow back. I think in some fantasy tellings, it doesn't. Yeah. 
But again, it's all made up bullshit. So, <laughs> I don't of course. <laughs> well, you're the fantasy guy. Like this is. Yeah, this is you're not like high exactly fantasy guy. My random fan. I don't know if I would call this high fantasy. They're kind of. <laughs> I guess the witch does some magic. The queen does some cool magic, maybe. The supplies she has in that room are insane. They're so esoteric. <laughs> Like, they re- like very. They are very specific for that one. Yeah, like got them all in kegs. Like the scream of a something. I don't. They were fun. They were all like weird ethereal ingredients. I like to like a thunderbolt to stir it all together. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm like like overkill, but yeah, it's uh. <clears throat> Well, you think the mirror starts some shit? Oh. Like, definitely in Snow White and the Huntsman, I think the mirror is being deliberate. Um, I like the, the way the mirror in Snow White and the Huntsman works is pretty neat. Um, I think so, too, but it definitely starts some shit, is what I'm saying. Like, the mirror is definitely doing this on purpose. Yeah, I mean, that part is kind of weird. The idea that there's, like, this subjective standard of fairness, Be- guess, Yeah, beauty. of... of yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> that one person is just the hottest in all the land, and it's Caught, like for happens to forever. be a fourteen-year-old girl now. Yeah, yeah. Which how <sighs> like the queen? <laughs> what is she? Maybe like in her twenties or something. I, it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like that Hollywood trope where like a woman turns thirty and then is playing grandmothers or something. Sure, sure. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah, the mirror is starting some shit. I'm not sure what that... I bet the mirror is probably a little tired of being an all-known being and only ask this one dumbass question every day. <laughs> so he just takes it out on other people? You know yeah. what? Yeah, there is fucking something you know pretty clean. You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Unless that's the only question it can answer. It's not really, you know, the lore. <laughs> That'd be a bad mirror. Or, I mean, the perfect mirror for the queen, I guess, but bad for a lot of other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> for bad for everyone else. It's like, uh, in D&D, some people like making these, like, these magic items that are functionally useless. Like Sure. A, the, the blade of disintegration that as soon as you pick it up, disintegrates. Yeah, and then the album disintegration by the cure starts playing. Yeah. Well, that would, yeah. Be a good, that would be a good one. But I don't know. This, this could be what, like, a magic mirror that just tells you who the hottest person on the continent is would be pretty funny. <laughs> At any given time. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it can do. Yeah, it, uh... Actually, I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna use that. So, Snow White, uh, moral of the story, don't be vain. Yeah, I mean, I think like that's what vanity's at, downfall. Right? Like this queen, like in pursuit of fairness, she like transforms herself into this hideous crone and then <laughs> falls off a cliff. So also, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't get chased through the forest by dwarves <laughs> after you killed a little girl. <laughs> yeah, it definitely a little bit of a Deus Ex Machina there. Not the not the most compelling ending. It was fun. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's fine. Like, it's, you know, Snow White. Um, 
I don't really want to get into like all the like the look, look. Here it is. The animation for Snow White is amazing. And I know those people worked tirelessly and endlessly to get it just right. But I am not an animation buff, so I can't break it down like frame by frame and tell you how genius it was. And I don't have the eyes or the knowledge for that. Um, I think they did document a lot of these early Disney movie like making processes. Sure. Though, so there, I bet you can That's go another and thing. find just like an in-depth documentary about the animation process behind Snow White. Now, uh, Alex, can I tell you some of the original names for the dwarves? Oh, God. Sure. <laughs> and also, uh, Chris- Christopher Walken was considered for one of them. Uh, <laughs> Bill Paxton. <laughs> that list we always get. <laughs> Nick Nolte, Christopher Nick Walken, Nolte Charles Bronson. Grumpy. Nick Nolte would work as grumpy. Because <laughs> he's on cocaine, Alex. Yeah. So some of the name, they chose it from a pool of 50. <clears throat> Original names were Jumpy, <laughs> Deffy. Deffy? Okay, that's a little Deffy. Dizzy, Hickey, Wheezy, Baldy, Gabby, Nifty, Snifty, Swift, Lazy, Puffy, Stubby, Tubby, Shorty, and Burpy. Okay. But then bashful is in there too. So there's like <laughs> states of feeling allowed. Um, the leader of the dwarves was required to be pompous, self-important, and bumbling, and was named Doc. Others were named for their distinguishing character traits. At the end of October story meetings, however, only Doc, Grumpy, Bashful, Sleepy, and Happy of the final seven were named. The other two dwarves were simply named Jumpy and Seventh, who was a deaf, uh, who was deaf and spry. Okay. <laughs> and then later okay. that would change. Um, yeah. So, um, Adriana Casaletti was the voice of Snow White. Uh, Roy Atwell, uh, Otis Harlan, Scott uh, Matra, Billy Gibbett, Eddie Collins. That runs out the cast. Um, Pinto Colvig. Pinto Colvig. Uh, you know, that's uh, but up, but 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 that's Snow White and the Seven Doors. You know, um, the audience for the first run of Snow White and the Seven Doors, uh, Judy Garland was in attendance. Cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. You want to get into Huntsman? Yeah, I think we've. Uh, you wanna... I think we've mined all the all the diamonds out. Of all this the diamonds way. out of this. Yeah, all right, plucked them out of the wall. So, Snow White and the Huntsman uh, was released May thirtieth, two thousand twelve, in the United Kingdom, and then on June first, two thousand twelve, in the United States. Its runtime is one hundred and twenty-seven minutes, with a hundred and thirty-one minute extended edition. The budget was one hundred and seventy million. And the box office was $396 million. Rupert Sanders directed. The screenplay was Evan Doherty, uh, Doherty John Lee Hancock, and Hossein uh, Amini. 
we got Joe Roth and Sam Mercer as the producers. And then, you know, Kristen Stewart, Charlize Theron, Chris Hemsworth, Ian McShane, Ray Winstone, Bob Hopkins, Nick Frost, Toby Jones, and Sam Clafkin. Yeah, there's a Clafkin. pretty cool cast in this. There is. Uh, didn't realize that was Ray Winstone until I saw his name in the Wait, which credits and I had to go and check. He's one of the dwarves. Yeah, okay. Is Ian McShane one too? Because one of them really looks like him. Ian, Ian McShane is one of the dwarves. He's the nice. de facto leader of the dwarves. Yeah, okay. And Nick Frost. I and, kept on seeing yeah. him and I was like, that guy looks so familiar. He looks like <laughs> Ian McShane, but not quite. That's the thing I didn't I, I, it up. <laughs> so I, I told Alicia, I'm like, you know who that guy is, right? And she's like, his face looks familiar. I'm like, he is the hotel owner in John Wick. He owns the Continental. She goes, I don't remember him being that short. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. pretty funny. It is. Uh, and also Bob Hoskins is one of the dwarves, too. He was? Wait. Yeah. What? Isn't Bob, Bob Hoskins, Hoskins dead by the time this movie comes out? He died two years later. Bob Hoskins oh. would die in 2014. This came out in 2012. Man, I wasn't even thinking to look for him. That's cool. Yeah, so... Even I have for a um, future episode, kiddos. <laughs> and, oh, oh, ah, ah! You did there. Um, you know, Charlize Theron as the evil queen. Uh, Kristen Stewart as Snow White. And, uh... The best Hemsworth as the Huntsman. Yeah. Okay, I'm doing his weird, non-specific accent thing here. <laughs> his Australian, but not really accent. Yeah, it's like trying the American... to cover it up, but then it just sounds yeah. kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's almost like those transatlantic accents from the 50s that everyone had. I was watching this movie called Black Hat, where Chris Hemsworth plays a hacker in it. And he does the same. He's like, he's like, from he's from America, but he's still got the the heavy Chris Hemsworth accent where he's like trying to cover it up a little bit, but it like breaks through all the time. Sure. Uh, okay, so let's get into this. There's more meat on this Snow White. Um, what'd you think? Just in comparison to the original, did you have a no. more it, fun time, less fun time? I mean, I didn't really compare them. I kind of. <laughs> I finished watching Snow White the Seven Dwarfs. Is like okay, that's done. Now I can watch an actual movie that I wow want to see. Or not? I don't mean to. They just they have like so little in common other than the the name that the main characters share. Well, there's the chase scene through the forest when Snow White hits the shroom pile, oh, and then she starts hallucinating point. all the trees. They did a really good job with that. I do like that they they invoked some of the imagery from like the Seven Dwarfs movie in a really cool way. A few different points. totally. Um, but overall, despite some of the acting maybe not being top notch all the time, I thought it was a pretty cool dark fantasy movie. Like there was lots of really <clears throat> neat imagery that happened. The way the like the mirror just like melts under the floor and then turns into that dude wearing the weird like golden sheet thing. That was pretty cool. Um So you actually Okay, so before, what was your expectation for this? I Were was you kind thinking of like it was going to be like Twilight, but this European fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, like... and you came out pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I had a good time watching it. It was, um, it was like a pretty cool, just like dark fantasy uh, genre thing for me. I didn't. Parts of it were like. Um, I kind of laughed at parts that I probably they didn't want me to maybe, 
And like the ending, I think, was kind of meh. Or like the part where <laughs> does they have Kristen Stewart? Like, there's so many times where you expect her to say something, and then it's just like uncomfortably silent. And the last scene in the movie is like the the nice cherry on top of that trend. Um, sure. But yeah, I had a good time. Like once the once the dwarves show up, I like there's like it's just using like fantasy logic in a really cool way like the queen shows up and then the land turns on itself and like poisons itself that's pretty fun everything goes to shit it's great uh the queen's brother and his weird like baby bangs bowl cut (laughs) it was really uncomfortable to look at but that's pretty fun um yeah i don't know overall i had a good time watching it i like fantasy genre stuff you don't get to see too much of it and i like dark fantasy genre stuff uh, has this inspired you to check out the sequel, The Huntsman Winter's War? I might. I'm not sure if just the fact that it's a dark fantasy like genre thing is going to carry me through uh, having... Emily Blunt's in it. Oh, really? Maybe Charlie Stare and Chris Hemsworth, Emily Blunt, Nick Frost. Yeah. Maybe that'll get me to do it. I don't know, man. Honestly, I gotta say, like, Kristen Stewart. I don't want to. She's like, not in it. Oh, she's not. Okay. Oh, they replace. No. Does she get replaced by Emily Blunt? Snow, Snow White is not in it. Oh, okay. Snow White falls ill, and uh, you don't see her on screen. It, it's a battle for like the queen's powers gets transferred to her younger sister, who is Emily Blunt. Mm, well, I might. <laughs> Maybe I will then, because my main <laughs> problem is that like I don't know. Kristen Stewart is not amazing in this. They also. Um, See, Alicia loves Kristen Stewart, and I have a real hard time with it, man. Like, I watch her. There's something and make weird faces. (laughs) Yeah, like you know what? It. (laughs) I feel like Kristen Stewart is the female Keanu Reeves. She is gonna have a real rough go of her like acting until she does the movie that makes you appreciate all of her other movies. You think she's going to have like a golden age renaissance in like 10 or 15 years? I, I really do. I, I think that right now, Kristen Stewart is putting in the work. You know, she did Twilight. She did um, the Snow White movie. She did that movie with TJ Miller where it's like that sci-fi horror film. Uh, Kristen Stewart's putting a lot of work. Uh, she definitely has like the ability to be on screen with Chris Hemsworth and Charlize Theron and roll with it, but she has that wooden, she has that wooden acting thing that Keanu Reeves has, and like once she, like w- there needs to be one movie out there that like cracks and she's gonna hit. Like I, I don't know when it's gonna happen, but I know it will. Um, it just you know like ten to fifteen years down the road. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. Because um, she hasn't gone away. It's not like she was. It's not like after Twilight, she everyone stopped taking her seriously. Like she's still getting movies. She's still doing stuff. She hasn't slowed any. She has a, a fantastic career. She's done a shit ton of movies and TV stuff. So it's not like she, you, you know, she is a serious actress. She just needs for me to really be like, fuck yeah, Kristen Stewart. I just got to see a movie where like something hits. Oh, she was in crimes of the future. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe that like crimes of the future was great. And she was good in crimes of the future. 
She was cool in that. I'm like, I like Kristen Stewart's character in this. She was a little more animated. She didn't seem as wooden. She kind of was showcasing some of the acting chops. So yeah, I liked in this one yeah. when, like, when she gives that speech to like rally all the people towards the end. Like that was pretty cool. That was good. Sure, but she's just like it came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't have a lot of opportunities to do stuff like that in this movie. It's mostly she kind of. I don't want to say gets damseled. Her like her magic power is just like she's like just being around her. She doesn't have to talk. Just being around her is good, and you know she can like it. It cured Nick Frost's gout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, yes, it did. So I would probably want to hang out around her too. Do you think that means that like I don't know? I wonder. How, I wonder how much stuff that cures. I was kind of. When that dwarf is dying, I was like, so the magic doesn't extend to, like, freshly inflicted wounds, I guess? Or... I, I think it's more of, like... I feel like Snow White's ability, her aura, is more the ability of, like... like she's also, like, making shit grow without noticing or she's knowing, gotta, you know? Gotta, like Maybe they'll get to it in the sequels, but she's gotta, like, be part fey or something, I think is the implication. Right. She had like because the Lord of the Forest Whiteheart blesses her too, and like maybe she's got like a druid or like an herbalist ability where it's like passive, like, the, like minor healing or like soothing. Things were super pumped about her being in the sanctuary. They were. Uh, she's like the walking equivalent to an Advil. Maybe or like a uh, like a Vicks vapor rub or something. Just kind of <laughs> a lot of. Uh, right, of, uh, surface ailments. level injury. Yeah, gout's a big like one. She's not gonna, sucks, but she, had gout. She's not gonna like stop the knife wound, but gout not gonna. You know, you're okay. I just wonder how far it extent. Like, if one of those dwarfs had a tumor that they didn't know about, do you think it fixed that? I always, these are the things I wonder about sometimes. Like, <laughs> what are the implications of this, this half-explained kind of nebulous power? <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, okay. Okay. So, Snow White and the Huntsman, um, it follows the same thing. Uh, A little more violent. Snow White. A little darker. Snow White's mom dies. Snow White's dad becomes sour, uh, sorrow-filled. Uh, Dark army shows up made of, like, black glass, and yeah. they find Charlize Theron is being held captive. How do you And not, she's, like, he's, The dad me. is so credulous, right? He's like, oh, this random hot chick locked up in a, in a cart around a bunch of <laughs> dudes who turned into glass when we hit them? There's nothing weird here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you, to be fair though, she's also like she she's taking the guise of of like bait. You know, she's there and she's like in robes and no shoes, and she's you know like oh, I do like this I movie is coming out against whirlwind weddings. You should not get married a day after meeting someone. Yeah, don't. It just ends badly. Um, you get life so like, and then you get stabbed in the chest. Yeah, so like she kills her husband and takes over the castle, and her brother, who they may be incestuous, shows up. Oh yeah, they do have them kiss or something later, don't they? No, there's just a lot of like close hand hold, like tension. face hand holding. Yeah, there's 
There's definitely something like flowers in the attic adjacent. You There's know? something weird going on. I was trying to remember, like, when did Game of Thrones come out in relation to this? <laughs> two weird-looking blonde siblings that are... Well, it's Cersei and... Uh... Jamie. The Lannister Jamie, twins. Yeah. yeah. Um... So, yeah. Uh, oh, Game of Thrones Snow was White. out a year before. So maybe that informed a little bit of it. Sure, sure. Um, they lock it her up it in comes tower, down to, uh, <laughs> yeah, they lock her up in a tower because the evil queen's like, maybe royal blood and come a handy one day. It didn't for, you know, 18 years or what the fuck ever. Like, at least 10 years it didn't come up. Yeah, but she was right, you know. Eventually, yeah, because again, she's like asking the mirror, like, "Hey, am I still fuckable? Like, like I really am I still like the most fuckable scene. in the land." Like, so when they show her talking to the mirror, right, she's standing like inches away from that weird, like, draped <laughs> figure. I like they had that one scene where they show the brother walking in, and they show it from his perspective, and she's just like standing alone in that room talking to nothing. I was like, "Oh, this is really cool. That's neat. Yeah, that's a good idea. That was very neat." Like the mirror doesn't work for anyone but whoever is in possession of it maybe it's like bound or something yeah sure right or, like or character maybe, bound i get I mean, it. the queen also is magical right like she has magic she's sucking the life she... out of out of stuff and <laughs> bathing doing... in milk yeah God, i had to look that up i was or like what is paint. going on here that's <laughs> 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 yeah, like, but she's like conjuring those like those weird glass soldiers and doing all kinds of fun stuff she turns into a bunch of ravens later. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at some point, the mirror's like, yeah, you're fuckable, but Snow White's more fuckable. And then she's like, well, the mirror's like, furthermore, if you take her heart, you don't need to keep sucking the life out of all these girls. You'll just be immortal. Be immortal so she's yeah. like, yeah, like, fuck yeah, I'm going to eat Snow White's heart. So then Snow White is assisted escaping her prison cell via her two raven friends. Um, and, you know, she goes along and they find a drunk Hemsworth uh, to track her down because the queen has no powers in the dark forest, which is where Snow White runs off to. And, uh, yeah, from there they, like, run into dwarves and then they go and they go have a apple rock. and then, you know, yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Um... <laughs> So, the, the, like, the Dark Forest scene itself, in the cartoon, Snow White is running through this dark forest, and all the trees have, like, gnarled fingers, and they have long faces, and the logs are, like, alligators. And in Snow White and the Huntsman, they explain all of that by having Snow White fall face-first into a thing of shrooms, and basically trip out for, like, eight hours. Yeah. Actually, this movie has kind of a lot in common with the Northmen. Ravens guiding people places, people losing their minds in a mushroom-fueled uh, craze. <laughs> that part where Christian uh, Stewart bites that guy's neck out. Ooh, that was crazy. Bites his neck out. <laughs> yeah. Um... That's like the only, aside from the main idea of like Evil Queen, Snow White, blah, 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 that dark forest scene is kind of the only one that's really transmuted from the original to this. Yeah, I should have taken notes. I feel like I saw one or two other things that were like, that seemed like cool nods, but now I can't remember what I thought they were. But the the dark forest scene, definitely. 
And that's a cooler scene <laughs> in the cartoon too. Like I like it when they get into the more sort of like spooky parts. Those the animation's a lot more fun. And Disney does fun. like Disney have a habit of doing that. Like there are some pretty dark moments in some of the Disney films that if you watch and you really break it down, like that that's a menace. Yeah, I mean, like pulling that apple out and then the sludge dripping off it into a skull pattern and like a sure. It's very like very metal scenes in her little laboratory there. Now, Snow and the Huntsman. Okay, Kristen Stewart is Snow White. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, I don't know. We kind of talked about <laughs> not being super blown out of the water by the performance. I'd agree with that. I don't know how much of that is Kristen Stewart's fault because she also like doesn't really have a lot of lines to deliver, right? It's like basically once she leaves the castle, she's kind of just like running all the time and then getting yelled at by Chris Hemsworth. Uh, And it's when she's locked up and she's communicating with that girl across from her. That's a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Kristen, I have no problem with her acting in that moment, but it's almost like when she's thrown into the wider world, they stop letting her emote. And they're like, nope, just drop all, just breathy and vo- like faces. That's yeah, it. Just like, kind of like breathy like and faces. Doe-eyed, innocent. I don't know. Like the scene where that troll, the bridge troll attacks them. And then she just kind yeah. of like makes eyes at it. Or she's like, it just, it's subdued because she's just like calming to be around, I guess. But she literally doesn't, I don't know. She doesn't talk a lot. She's kind of experiences a lot of like cool magical stuff happens and just like is. Just never comments on any of it. Or just like we'll hang out in silence while other people have fun around her, like when the dwarves are dancing and stuff. And but even then, like another great Kristen Stewart moment. When she uh dances, she's there smiling and she seems to be having a moment of fun, and it's like, yeah, that's I want more of that. I want more of like Kristen Stewart acting. I want more of like her ability. As opposed to like doughy eye preppiness. Yeah. Because it really limits her, I think. I'm sure they're trying to like do some of the, I can't think of the name of her character from Twilight, but maybe capture some of that energy where she kind of does. Yeah, but like (laughs) the only people, but the problem is like the only people who like Twilight were teeny boppers. And like no one's ever looking at Twilight seriously. And I think Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson have both far outgrown those roles. They're not those people anymore. They're not those actors. Their skills have imp- uh, Im- uh, improved. Their choices have improved. They are not those same actors. And I, I think mean, trying to pigeonhole them is like, give me Twilight. Like, you're saying that no. like 16 years after Twilight came out or whatever. These movies are only like three years after it. They're a lot closer than... Right, but I'm just even, saying, I think they might have been they, trying to capture because they're even to me. It seems like they're working on a lot of same sort of like YA themes here. Like they're setting up Kristen Stewart having two love interests. Right, there's like that. For me, I want to call a shot here. I don't know if I'm going to watch these sequels or not. I think there's going to be a whole little like romantic mix up because both dudes kissed her while she was passed out, and they're going to find out that love's first kiss is the thing that fixed it, and then. Uh, lame prince guy is gonna be like, oh my god, this this has to be it. And then Hemsworth is gonna like, be <laughs> quiet about it because he did it too, but he's gonna know, you know. Sure, sure. 
I just I'm not trying to say that she's maybe playing the. No, no, I, I, I think they're just like a, I think they're there's some tropes that they're invoking here that are similar. Okay, yeah, no, you're, you're correct. There is like uh, the you know the du- the dual leading male type thing, um, kind of. Uh, what do you think, think of uh, Charlize Theron as Evil Queen? I thought she was awesome most of the time. I thought she was really good. Did a lot of gravitas. Is she your favorite character? Uh, I think she might be. Yeah, there's not a lot, not a lot to choose from here. She's definitely having like, she has some of the more fun moments. I feel like, um, watching. Her there's a few scenes. Weird. There's a few scenes that kind of bug me where I'm like, Charlize Theron. I know you can act better than that. Like, like I've seen it. Like what? <laughs> <sighs> there's some ridiculous scene. I think it's when she's yelling at her brother or something and she's like bring her to me and i'm just like this is the cheesiest fucking line with like the most over the top acting like i just want this scene to end mm. or like that in like that scene where she, uh when she's fighting snow white at the end and she's standing in the fire and she's ranting i'm like i get that's supposed to look cool but it's just coming off as like i don't know it's almost like she's overacting in that moment i like an over the top villain i think they're fun <laughs> That's why, that's why I liked uh, the Evil Queen and the and the Snow White and mm-hmm. Seven Dwarfs so much. Just out there, living large, having a good time around this <laughs> around this group of dreary dreary ass motherfuckers. Um, I, you know, uh, I, I like Charlize Theron. Um, I never would have pegged her as like the Evil Queen, like stepmother type. Uh, but yeah, I, outside of those like few scenes that kind of like rubbed me the wrong way, um, I think she was cool. Like she was definitely a cool, I'm a, a lot of girl bossing in this movie. Right. And I think that they like when, when Kristen Stewart gets to act, I think she kills it. And I think when Charlize Theron is on screen, she definitely commands that camera presence you know like she is threatening when she wants to be threatening she there that entire scene with her and um the peasant boy and his father oh that's yeah. the most like before oh, she kills him super her. unnerving yeah, yeah. well he does stab her not try he does like yeah yeah there is some very cool moments where she is unnerving she is her subtlety is more terrifying than her actually doing things um she is very cool. Yeah, she's like super intimidating and also a little unhinged, and it kind of gets more and more unhinged as things go on. It's fun to watch. She's really good. She gets really unhinged as she noticeably starts aging. Yeah, I also love that. If you like, I'm so old and ugly, I look like I'm 35. <laughs> I like the idea, the idea too of like when they make her old, they make her like what, maybe a good looking sixties. Oh, by the time when she's like like old, old, where her hair is a little whiter and stuff and pulled back. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'd put her like, I don't know, Helen Mirren is old, but she looks amazing still, you know. And I think the queen is like she's possibly like hundreds of years old at this point. Sure, <laughs> totally. Which why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you spill the budget and make her show that age? Yeah, I, I get 
Yeah, I, what what I mean to say is that even showing her, if she's like, it's showing her like quote unquote real age or whatever. She looks like she's sixty. She's maybe three hundred years old though. Still, sure, pretty pretty good. I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For a three hundred year old woman, I yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a real number. I just made that up, but no, but yeah. no, because the implication is that she has been doing this forever. Like, yeah, for a while. She has, least, like she... since her mom died. This has kind of just been, been her bag. <laughs> um, what do you think about uh Chris Hemsworth as yeah, the Huntsman? Take him or leave him. <laughs> really? I don't know. I don't. I'm not that uh, not that taken by this Hemsworth. At least not in this role i'm not sure i'm not sure i don't i don't think he's that great in it but he's fine sorry what no again like there are scenes where i'm like yes awesome and then there are scenes that i'm like eh. yeah i get yeah (laughs) ever since i watched fucking what was it jupiter ascending or something there's a movie where Chris Hemsworth is like a sci-fi soldier that's helping Mila Kunis, who's like a space princess on Earth. But he's got these little—he's got these little dog ears. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he rides, and he rides sci-fi rollerblades all over the place. It's all I can think what of when I see him. What the fuck are you now. talking about? I think it's what? Jupiter. I think it's Jupiter ascending. <laughs> what? Uh, Chris Hemsworth does some weird shit, man. But I, sorry, I'll show you a clip later. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's fine. They, I'm not sure who else I would prefer to have in here. So, uh, like uh, the entire first scene when we meet the huntsman and he's like drunk and he's trying to fight that guy. And he's just getting fucking classed, and then he punches the horse accidentally, and the horse just kicks him in the chest. Yeah. I'm surprised he's alive, like, quite frankly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I or know. He's a bit dopey after that. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to search for the princess now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or is that like that disenchanted character who's got the pick in the back of the head? <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like affable and dumb for the rest of the show. Isn't he the one selling me flavored water? Oh yeah, I think he might be. <laughs> Isn't he the one selling me flavored water? That's the guy in the barrel. Yeah. That's the yeah. Oh, I love this enchantment. Um there like there are moments where I'm like, Chris Hemsworth, really cool in this role. And then other scenes where I'm like, what? I don't. I don't yeah. know. Like why? Like all of the all, all such a mixed. The bag. only like the the, the only actors guy. who were cool are the dwarves. I was just about to say the dwarves are all very fun and good, with the exception of like who's the one that plays the old blind one? Is that who is that? Is that the guy? What do you mean the the? That's Maybe Bob the, Hoskins. Oh, that is Bob Hoskins. Okay, the one who's like yeah. in the plague doctor mask for half a second and then never puts it back on. That's yeah, Bob he's Hoskins. Mir, the blind Mir, elder dwarf. Right, right, he right, possesses yeah. the power of premonition. I thought that his acting was not amazing, really. Okay, well, Alex. <laughs> All of his it was a hop- delivery is so flat and not good. It was Hoskins' final role before retiring, and then uh, he had Parkinson's disease, man. Yeah, well, 
Like that, you gotta yeah, give so, again, you gotta it, give him some <laughs> and yeah credit because uh, again I thought Bob Hoskins was dead at this point so like very good performance considering that but he's just I don't know he's like doing he's like out, revealing yeah. these like big relevatory moments but he's just kind of like like nonplussed about it like flat delivery. the movie the movie wants you to be like <gasps> whenever he makes one but it never comes out that way right isn't he like he's like super unimpressed just like flatly stating things as fact or like she is the princess he yeah. is blessing her <laughs> she haven't you noticed your ailments are better <laughs> i will just, le- yeah. I, I will follow her he's there just to boredly explain things to us <laughs> uh so ian mcshate is beef or uh Bieth, the leader of the dwarves bob hoskins was mir the blind uh elder dwarf who possesses the power of premonition Ray Winstone is Gort, an ill-tempered dwarf. Yeah. Nick Frost is Nyon, who is Beath's right-hand man. Is he the one that Toby dies Jones. Too? No. Uh, huh? No, the one who dies is Brian Gleason as Gus, hmm. the youngest of the dwarves. Well. Oh, I think maybe that's a reference. They start out with eight dwarves, and then one of them dies. <laughs> Sure, yeah, because it it does go down to seven after that. Um, yeah, the the dwarves. I was happy with. They're they all super up. famous. I was like fucking levity, awesome, great. They're all super famous. They've all I've seen. They're like I've seen them in other stuff, and they're the only ones who I'm like they're acting great, like through and through. There's never a moment from the dwarves where I'm like. Man, I really hope that their acting gets better in this. Yeah, and maybe by the time we see the dwarves, we've had like a long stretch of the movie where it's just Kristen Stewart and uh, and Hemsworth. (laughs) Yeah, and like they kind of neuter Snow White a little bit, almost like they take away a lot of her agency. Like when she self when she self rescues from her prison, I'm like. Okay, Stabbing yeah, like let's do this. And, like, slice in his face. Yeah, yeah that was cool. she gets a hold of an improvised weapon and she like gets out of there. She's able to escape out of the like out of a stronghold basically. She goes and, and then she to gets to the forest and she's like, it's like waved away by her too. That was good. I was like, okay, Snow White's a cares about the people. That's cool. She cares about the people, but she also is, has agency and is able to do it on her own. And then as soon as she hits down, the forest, she's like helping people evacuate and stuff. Again, another moment where it's like, see, she can do this shit, but if, every time she gets Hemsworth into the wider is, world, she's if, like... Uh, if Hemsworth isn't around her, she is doing lots of cool stuff on her own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he shows up to whisk her away and make and, her like... And like, as soon, <laughs> as soon as he shows up, her abilities instantly flatline. She instantly like collapses like, oh, I am so helpless. Help me, please. It's like, come on, we've seen her do these things. Her character goes from, like, super competent to very much a victim. Until the end, though. Like, when she is there, like, rallying all those troops, that was a pretty cool moment. And, like, her in the plate armor was neat. That was cool. Sure, yeah. Um, Watching all those people get shot with arrows just waiting for that gate to open. (laughs) Isn't that great? As the dwarves do a slapstick routine to open it. (laughs) Like one by one, hopping on the line to throw <laughs> it down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Um. The queen's uh progr- aging progression. So, like, starts out young and 
you know, hot. And then we see her get middle-aged and attractive. Um, I, really like, I think there's a scene where she's like, does she come out of like a pool of blood or something where the queen is no, like that's, walking? She, you're talking about the, the ravens, like after she poisons Snow White. Oh, yeah. And she's got like, doesn't like when she reconstitutes herself, she, hasn't she been like wounded or something? And she's got like blood. Yeah, like, uh, William and uh, the Huntsman fuck her up because they hit yeah. some of the ravens, which is like her body. When she reconstitutes, that scene was so cool where it's like shot from, like we're looking at the back of her as she like comes back together out of that weird mass. That was very neat. It's like tar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks like tar. Like all the ravens are dropping in through the ceiling and then she's like crawling out of this like black gunk and that's, she's looking rough. That's why yeah, that scene was that scene was awesome. That was so cool. There were a few moments in here where I'm just like, yes, this is badass like fantasy imagery. Um it's fun to watch. The uh the both times we see like the black glass army, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, they were neat. I, I they were cool and they weren't overused. Yeah, having them only be there twice, like, just, yeah, the rest of the time they're just being chased by six dudes on a horse on horses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when fucking Chris Hemsworth kills the the uh, um the queen's brother, yeah, baby bangs, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. when <laughs> when, she, when he pushes him onto that fucking tree, yeah, and he's cool. calling out for his sister to heal him, and she refuses. Oh, she's like, Sorry, she doesn't want to like expend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she doesn't want to expend the youth or the energy. Yeah, that was that was very cool too, and them having that weird psychic link or whatever, which I guess makes sense if she's you know hundreds of years old and they're <laughs> brother and sister. He probably is too. Which yeah, I'm like. If the queen is old, the brother is equally as old, and she's just breaking him off a little bit of her power to keep him alive, right? Yeah, well, and he's fetching her virgins to eat or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's a mutual, mutually beneficial relationship. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, man, it's... uh. There are... Some cool scenes, the guise of the lover, like the queen takes the form of William to trick Snow White into eating the apple. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That part was cool. I like that. And then, you know, Chris Hemsworth getting drunk and then kissing the dead girl, and then she wakes up. Um, after, after the prince guy had suddenly yeah. kissed her. What is up with people in the Dark Ages just being like, <laughs> Kiss the dead girl. Was it Again, pretty obvious Ireland she was just a like tradition? A, was but... it obvious she was just in a coma in this one too? Did one of the dwarves explain that for us? No, dude. No. It's just like her heart stopped. She's dead. Yeah. Like they take her shoot. Like they, the next time we see Snow White, she's laying under her sheet, like just missing the toe on her tag, like the tag on her toe. You yeah, know, like, like in the in that church building or whatever at the guy's castle. Yeah. yeah. They're all mourning her and shit. Like, yeah, I guess it's, it would be less clear up front there that she wasn't actually just like a cold body at that point. The dwarves like, one, where they had you... to wait for months or whatever, that one. Sure, then you start trying some weird shit, because obviously there's some magic going on here. <laughs> like, if you and I kissed a dead body, we would be thrown into a jail cell. Yeah, 
I've been hearing some fun like, stuff, which is like half whispered about why so many uh like male coroners get killed or undertakers, like or not killed, uh, get fired. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, oh my god. <laughs> so did you hear? Like a couple of years ago, this woman went to her doctor and she had maggots in her throat, and it turns <laughs> out that her boyfriend was fucking corpses. And as he was like, he wasn't washing, so then she would. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> I have to put a very explicit rating tag on this. I'm just like that. That happened. This poor woman would like go down on her boyfriend who yeah, was a coroner, okay. and he did okay. not have. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, like there is a shocking amount of like coroners who. You know, how old, how long has she been passed? Doesn't I, matter to me. I regret like bringing that's... this up. Um, Snow White was not in fact dead. <laughs> and there were no necrophiliacs that we know of in this movie. No, no, no. There were two, Alex. There were two necrophiliacs. There were the two who, who oh. kissed the dead girl. I it was Willie Hill and the Huntsman. They're just like testing the waters to see if we can get into this later. <laughs> Don't say it like that. I don't know, uh, but yeah, yeah just as, know, a general, I mean, I as a general, as a general, rigor mortis would help with. Maybe she wasn't like cold or so, I don't know, but just as a general rule, I would not go around kissing corpses, even if I knew the person beforehand. <laughs> it sounds like a fucking typo negative lyric. <laughs> kissing corpses. <laughs> uh, you know, um, rigor mortis in the grip, like the vice grip, like yeah, tight. let's. Uh, know, we need to. Yeah. <laughs> We need to get away from this topic. <laughs> See, again, like, this is the problematic shit with fairy tales. Because as it starts out, like, oh, it's this innocent thing and love's first kiss, you're inviting, like, unwanted sexual assault, like, n- consent goes out the window, taking advantage of drunk or unconscious girls, violating the dead. Like, this is the problem with a lot of our fairy tales, that when you start deconstructing them, this is what we're left with. I don't know if it quite invokes all of those things, maybe. But yeah, I mean, they changed enough about it. I don't know why you gotta keep the, again, unless it's like my personal like theory is that they literally are just gonna try and set up that sort of like two boyfriends thing or like competing love interest thing. And that the confusion around which one of them did a creepy kiss the right way is going to be a plot point. <laughs> and, you know, maybe you're right, because I haven't seen Huntsman Winter's War, and I'm not going to be watching it. Can you ask, Has Alicia um, watched all three of them? Uh, no, because Kristen Stewart isn't in the others, oh, she's, so she's oh, not interested. She's not in the other two? Well, then they're never going to develop this plot point. Okay, fuck me. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, she's not in... That's, why, that's the only reason why Alicia didn't watch them, because Kristen Stewart isn't in them. She mm. likes Snow White and the Huntsman because she likes the story and the aesthetic, but she's also a big Kristen Stewart fan. I'm definitely, yeah. There's, okay. Knowing that she doesn't come back at all, like, some of the only stuff I was interested in was going to be seeing where this weird dual romance goes. No, it does, yeah. Chris Hemsworth as the Huntsman is not enough to put me in a seat to watch one of these. That is but <laughs> Emily Blunt and Charlize Theron, are they enough? Uh, maybe but you're saying that charlie Theron sort of passes on her powers to like it sounds like it's just gonna be emily blunt living it up right 
So, and again, I haven't seen them, so I don't plan yeah, to. I'm less inclined to. Um, That's interesting. I wonder if Kristen Stewart got some better offers to do other stuff and then kind of bailed on the sequels. Or, you know, maybe... Uh, actually, oh, no, no, no. I, I know this one. I know this one. Because I asked Alicia why. Um, the director of this movie and her were having an affair, and she cheated on Robert Pattinson with this guy. And then she broke up with him, and then he magic. Then she stopped magically being in his movies. Oh, bummer. Okay, but this is oh, so this is when in, the, <laughs> in Parks and Rec when uh when Retta is like, "Give me Robert Pattinson, I'll make him forget all about skinny legs, McGee." I'll tell you that or whatever. <laughs> this is like yeah. she's saying that around this time, oh, right? Because this was like heavily publicized when they when right they up right. So Kristen Stewart cheated on Robert Pattinson with Rupert Sanders, who directed this movie. And then Kristen Stewart broke up with Rupert Sanders, and then she stopped being in his movies. Come on, Rupert. That's a real dick move. (laughs) This is also Rupert Sanders' directorial debut. Hmm. Well. Um, But yeah, so so there you go. There you go. I know. All right. Uh, so do you have any, uh, like, I think we're kind of pretty much like a wrap this up in a bow. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you think I there's anything know. else to like deconstruct like a, or talk about or give it like a B B plus maybe just like as its own thing. doesn't really feel like a remake or really. Well, it, it's so this is the thing, right? It's in the same way that Chicago went from silent film to the most sound you could have in a movie as being a musical the idea of like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and then they take it and they expand on it and they open up the world and the concept and the characters and they give Snow White and the Huntsman and they give more backstory and stuff. Um, They really, and maybe also because it isn't Disney, so they had to do all that stuff to separate it further from like the Disney property so they wouldn't get sued. Uh, This feels like the right way to do that kind of a reboot. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even... I don't even know if it's a reboot, right? It feels kind of like the uh, like the equivalent of that Hansel and Gretel witch hunters thing or something, where it's just like we'll take some oh, some fairy tale characters uh, that you know and love, and we're gonna make it kind of dark and edgy, a la. Yeah, but but it's still very much as Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Yeah, I mean, like like all of the main beats are there. Like they, stepmother, poison apple. She doesn't like, find a house and you know take care of it and clean it and baby sure. these little dwarves for the entire middle of the movie. Which maybe is a good thing. I know. I definitely think it's a good like. I find like, the the story of this one is at least like compelling. I kind of at points was worried about people and cared what happened to them. Sure. Little stretches. I just don't. It doesn't strike me as like a. I think when you have these sort of these really old stories that have been around forever, if people like everyone should just be able to take a take a whack at them, do their own thing, give it a spin, kind of like a, we'll get more blood and honey style movies or whatever. You know, right. I I really liked Blood and Honey. I thought like again, and that guy has more projects coming along. So you I know, keep doing them. And I'll, I'll keep super, watching. Them. I need to go and finish it, but wasn't super impressed. But I do think that it's good that people can. I wish more stuff was in the public domain, and I wish that Disney wasn't working every day to stop that from happening. <laughs> sure, a, of course. Is that a coincidence that 
the public domain like time frame gets ex- or like the length of time it takes to, for something to hit the public domain tends to get longer every time a big Disney property is about to enter the public domain. Or like it, it, it's no real shocker that anytime Disney own a property or they have a property, the public domain has some very fucking specific language in the lawsuit stuff or the loophole system yeah. to where well, it, like blood and honey was made under very specific conditions. Well, yeah. And that was, I mean, I think they really hit the limits on that. Cause it's like 120 years or something since like the original publishing of those books, but they can't have Tigger and they can't have Kinga and Rue. Cause those are Disney creations. The only reason they're allowed to do Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey is because they're doing the original like 1938 Winnie yeah. the Pooh, whereas Disney does 1939 and after, everything after. Yeah, so or it must have been that 80 year period or 90, it, something it, like that. It, it, yeah, it, it's like because of the loophole and stuff, yeah. that's I mean, why Pooh is wearing an, his original shirt as opposed to the one he wears in the Disney stuff, because the plain red shirt is specific to Disney, whereas the overall uh, flannel pattern is the original Winnie the Pooh costume. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I would like just so, for more of these things to be able to like have people do their own spins on them. I think it's fun. And it's also, you know, for the grace of God and good, um, you can't really trademark Snow White because it is just a folktale. Well, like, yeah. you I can, mean, they, Disney has you know, managed to trademark a lot of folktales. Um, sure, but you can still do they, versions of them. Kind of like, we still get those. Peter Pan and, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Hook. It'd be harder to do something like The Lion King. Oh, yeah. Like, well, that's, yeah. And that was like an all original ish story, right? I mean, I guess there's allegations of it being stolen from that white lion. Oh, like something. Kimba the White Lion? I don't know. Yeah. That Um, stuff not was. And and like Frozen is the old Ice Queen uh, short story. The Little Mermaid. Kind of a big one. Sure. Yeah. Hans Christian um, Anderson. So there, there are some ways that you can, you know, get around copyright. But uh, I think this is, it does enough of the things that like, yes, you can tell this is Snow White. It has all the classic beats, but it is entirely different from a Disney version. Yeah. It was like a pretty, yeah, pretty cool dark fantasy kind of thing that I don't know that Disney would do necessarily. I guess I haven't seen too many of the live action remakes. I don't know how is the the Alice in Wonderland gets a little darker, I guess maybe. Mm. No, not really. I don't know. It I, gets a little Tim Burton-y. Yeah. Yeah. Uh right. And not 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 cool Tim Burton either. Right, like, not cool Tim Burton. Like Willy Wonka Tim I was Burton. Just about to say like that kind of yeah, yeah. kind of Tim Burton. <laughs> you know, okay. Yeah. Like dark like that. Uh well, when it comes to Snow White and the Huntsman, Alex, or Snow White in general, are you going to reboot or are you going to deboot? I'm not sure which one to use for this. I had a fine time. Probably won't watch the sequels, but this was a, I guess, reboot. I don't know. This was, this was fun. I'm going to B, B plus. Um, I'm going to deboot it, honestly. Oh. I'm going to deboot it just because, like. You have to go confess to Alicia. Well, no, like. Look, it, we have the Grimm's fairy tale version, we have the Disney version, and then we have Snow White and the Huntsman version. We have we've There's covered this ground like a Betty well. Boop version or something. 
Yeah, like we, we we've covered this ground so well, it doesn't need to be covered anymore. There are other fairy tales, folk toy, uh, folk tales, myths, legends to tell, and I think that Snow White has been told to its limits. I think trying to just tell it again would be rehashing a story that's already been done in one way or another. Yeah, okay. And I think that the version's out already good enough. Basically just coming out against long story traditions of telling a story over and over again through the ages. I mean, at this point, we can leave Snow White. Let's tell some other imagine stories. Imagine you hearing someone like reciting the Odyssey or something and be like, this fucking guy, we've heard this so many times. A bunch <laughs> of people have told this story. God damn it. Yeah. Guys. Kind of. Get another yeah. epic poem out here. <laughs> oh, no one's doing anything what? original in Greece anymore. It's all rehashes <laughs> of shit we heard before. All, all I'm saying is, where's Gilgamesh? That's all I'm saying. Sure. Okay. I'm saying, uh, Alex, do you have any final words for our audio today? If you see an unconscious lady, do not kiss her. That's what I would say. Uh, you know what? Reboot Deboot Studios, that's a, we support that message. That's a, the more you know. Don't kiss unconscious <laughs> women, please. Please don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Play us out, Alex. <laughs> this Calvin and Hobbes is funny. Well, we better get going. I wonder, will we ever see each other again? God willing, we'll all meet again in Spaceballs too. The search for more money. Kawabunga.